like, all right, let's fucking go. <laughs> Look, so how much so, my, is my lighting, my picture is so small, I can't see myself. And now I feel like the lighting is like crazy. Like, is it crazy for me? Like, I just can't like, tell, dude. I just can't tell. Because the picture is small. I can't really tell, but it looks like... Why is it like this? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what we're going to do about all this. There's probably something that I need to do, to be honest, but we'll get it figured out at some point. Um, But either way, what do you... Do you want to start uh, recording? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. You want me to count down? Yes, please. Okay. Ready? Three, two... One, go. Hello. Hello. Welcome to I Have, I have a Strange Story, story podcast. podcast. Um, so this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And this is the show. Welcome, welcome, ladies, because I know it's going to be a lot of ladies that join us. Yeah. <laughs> With a few men, but, you know, it's usually the ladies. It's, um, and we love the ladies. We, we relate to them because we are them. That's true. Um, so let's see here. I Wait a second. Have we introduced ourselves that I'm Lindsay? I'm Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. All right, cool, cool. All right. Well, shit. Um, I don't know if we have any announcements for this show today. Oh, well, you know what? I have a few things to say. So just for the, for listeners, right? We just reminding you that we have a YouTube channel and we also have a TikTok where we do like short videos. Um, and then we also are on other platforms like Spotify and, um, Apple podcasts and all that stuff too. So check us out. And then did you have anything else, Rebecca? Yes. So this is the first time that we've done a TikTok live, uh, and we uh, just wanted to let you know for the for those of you who are joining us or seeing this, um, we do a podcast every other week, and we usually will do them live. And so we're going to have one this week, and then we also have a special next week that I think that we're going to do it live on TikTok as well, right? Yeah, so our on, Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Our, we have a Christmas special, and uh, we are wanting to bring spooky back to to christmas just like the old times and so we're going to be telling spooky stories on christmas mm-hmm. christmas yeah. day right oh on christmas eve actually oh christmas eve okay cool yeah. so we're doing it on christmas eve mm-hmm. all right cool yeah um, and we'll do it um six o'clock mountain time okay good for you for knowing that mm-hmm. um also, so this is season two, and this is our third episode of season two. So the first two episodes, we kind of retold our stories and what got us interested in the strange and paranormal. And so now we're like just sliding back into the regular show where we retell other people's strange stories. So I guess I'm still kind of doing it different today. Are you ready to hear about my story? Yes. This is going to bore all of y'all to fucking tears. Like, you thought you were going to get a spooky story. I'm going to bring some history back. So, first of all, one year I visited Rebecca in Colorado, and I made her watch the movie Glory. (laughs) Do you remember that? Did you actually enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, I was thinking about that, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck to tell. And this this show today, I was like, I want something wintry. And I was like, war and winter is like kind of scary and creepy and like weird. But I couldn't really find anything. 
And so I just started thinking about it. And I started thinking about how I really like the Civil War. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's anybody from the Civil War who I like who had weird experiences. And there's a general who is my fucking favorite general who wrote a book and talks about seeing ghosts on the battlefield. I am so excited. So this is coming to us from the fucking Civil War. How exciting is that? Everyone is, like, ecstatic. I know it. Okay. So um, this is about Joshua Chamberlain. So Joshua Chamberlain was a general in the Civil War. Um, He was also uh, a general that was a a volunteer for the Union side, right? And so all of his... uh, the, the brigade were basically volunteers, but there were some people who were forced to be in it because they had um, abandoned the war. What is the term for it? Oh, they left. I don't know what it is, but either way, they were forced to go back and fight. So a little bit about Joshua Chamberlain, all right? He's a professor. He took a sabbatical to go study in Europe, and instead of going to Europe, he joined the Union um, during the Civil War, which is kind of cool, right? Um, he was the governor governor of Maine whenever he got back. He speaks seven languages. Um, and he got a Medal of Honor for what he had done in the Civil War. So this is the thing. So I made you watch a movie on, um, you know, glory. So now I'm taking you to the Battle of Gettysburg on Little Round Top. So I'm just going to give you, I'm going to set up what the the battle looked like because it's going to pay or play into what the stories are, what the ghost stories are from Little Round Top, okay? okay. Um, so the, the Battle of Gettysburg, the Union had stretched out and Joshua Chamberlain's brigade was at the very end of the line. Like, and they were told, if you don't hold the line, the Confederates are going to break through and they're going to flank us and the Union is going to lose. This is in 1863. The war is not over yet. Um, we still have a couple more years. Uh, so Joshua Chamberlain was like, shit, this is a lot. Like, this is a lot. Like, they are the end of the line and it could ruin everything. Um, so they're fighting. They're low on ammo. And they're at a point where they have no ammo and they don't know what the hell they're going to do. So this man, who is an English professor, who all he did to prepare for the, to be a general was read a ton of books on war and like um, strategy. So he had everybody line up and he said, everybody get your bayonets. He said, we're out of bullets. There's nothing we can do. Bayonets in the Civil War, that's like awful, right? They're just going to have to stab people to death. So they're at the top. He lines them up and then he tells them, you're going to swing shut like a door while you go down this hill. And so they're going to swing shut, and the Confederates who are coming up, they're going to push them back down, which is exactly what they did. They did it with their bayonets. They all should have died on that hill, but somehow all these men survived, and he got a Medal of Honor for what he had done. Um, And so there's a movie, uh, Gettysburg, and Jeff Daniels actually played Chamberlain. Which made me sad. I don't know why I haven't seen that. My whole life of Jeff Daniels, I was like, he's just dumb and dumber. You know, like I had no idea. He's a really good actor, dude. So he did an amazing job. Either way. Okay. So um, they save everything at the end. You know, they, they won Little Round Top. This is great. So let me fast forward to the hauntings now. So that's your background. That's how you know what happened there. Um, so as they left the Battle of Gettysburg and marched to Little Round Top, they came to a fork in the road, uh, Chamberlain and all of his brigades. And they didn't know which way to go. And a man rode up on a horse and he almost had like a light uh, emitting like from him. 
uh, like surrounding him. And um, he told them it's this way. And they were like, oh, okay. But everybody, as they were following him, they were like, something is off about him. His clothing looks different. He doesn't look like us. There's a light shining from him. And so um, they follow him and he takes them to the top of Little Round Top and then he just disappears. And nobody knew where he went. Nobody knew his name. They call him the nameless soldier. And so this was such a big deal and so pivotal during the war um, because it basically won them that battle that the the Lincoln um, had an official, an official investigation into what had happened and who this man was. Wow. But they never found him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and so in a part of his book, Chamberlain talks about it. And he talks about the experience with spirits and everything um, while he was on Little Round Top. And this is his quote. It's kind of long. And so people may jump off. You know, what are you, what are you going to do? So he said, we know not what mystical power may be possessed by those who were now basically camping with the dead. I only know the effect, but I dare not explain or deny the cause. I do believe we were enveloped by the power of the other world that day. And who shall say that Washington was not among the number of those who uh, avoided the country? Wait, who, wait, who basically (laughs) saved the country that they founded? And so, like, this is my favorite general. I love war. I'm a total nerd. I love war history. Total nerd. And my favorite general fucking believed in ghosts. And he was basically saying, like, that the ghost had helped them, not the ghost or the spirits or whatever, had helped them win the, the battle. So, like, I'm stoked, right? I'm like, this guy, like, I, <laughs> when people I can, are like, I, do you have a crush on any movie stars? I'm like, have you heard of Joshua Chamberlain? <laughs> <laughs> on the Union side, he was a general. <laughs> he was super smart and he believed in ghosts. And he thought ghosts actually uh, saved the war. Um, so there's that one part of the haunting. I'm drinking a drinking wine. Oh, I have an Oktoberfest beer. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to read it either. I'm going to go on to the next thing that happened. Okay. So the next thing or another story of a haunting on Little Round Top. So when they were making the movie Gettysburg, um, the, the reenactors, well, I'm sorry, everybody in the movie, they were all reenactors, which I didn't know that, which is pretty cool. So it was their profession to reenact the Civil War. So there's a bunch of those folks there, um, and there were three men who were kind of wandering around during a break, and while they were waiting, this man just came out of nowhere. Like, they heard a wrestling, and this man came out, and he smelled awful. He smelled like sulfur, and, like, sulfur is a part of the gunpowder that they used back in the day, right? And he was like, it was a rough day, wasn't it, boys? And they were like, uh, because, you know, they're making a movie. And he handed them these muskets. And he gave it to all of them, and he walked away, and they were like, what a fucking weirdo. So they went back on set, and they took it to the costume designer, whoever it is, whatever. And they asked them, like, are these props? We haven't seen these. They look different. And they were like, those are not our props. We, we didn't give those to you. So they went into town, and they were real muskets from the Civil War. This is all. What? These are Yeah, I know, right? It's fucking crazy. Um, so I think that that's all I had from that story. Um, So that means that Jeff Daniels was there when that happened. And I didn't look up anything on Jeff Daniels, and I kind of wished I would have. Okay. So here's another thing. Um, Or these are just kind of small stories, not even stories. But these are some things that are cited on Little Round Top. Um, So first of all, um, there's always a smell of black powder in the air. Um, People feel tugs on their clothes whenever they go visit. 
They also see fluttering orbs. They hear footsteps. They hear screams. And then they also feel like taps on their shoulders. Um, So I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of those things. Because I know, I mean, it's been a long time since we did a show and talked about what everything different is. And, like, maybe people don't know. But, like, so I mentioned orbs and the fluttering orbs. So orbs are basically, like... um, globes of light is the best way to describe them. And so they usually like have a light emitting from them, right? And they're usually kind of solid. You usually can't see through them. But if it's a real orb, usually people will see, um, sometimes they'll see a face in it. Sometimes they'll see an animal's face in it or something like that. That resembles maybe the soul or whatever it is that's in that. Um, So Basically, orbs um, are manifestation of energy is what a lot of people agree on, no matter what. Nobody knows what they are. We just kind of have to piece everything together on what they are. Um, They usually float in midair. They can move pretty fast as well. Um, And there's usually a color of the orb. And the color sometimes is indicative of what that energy is or maybe what that soul is or whatever it may be. So from what I understood, a lot of what I read is that on, in um, Gettysburg, they usually see blue orbs. And so uh, blue is supposed to be kind of calming and healing, which I wouldn't think it would be that way, but it's still souls that are definitely stuck there. Right. Um, And then I have some notes about some other colors and what they mean, but I don't really know if I'm going to go into all them. Um, so this is, the, this is where I took it to the next step. So there's this app called The Pattern. <laughs> and this is an astrology app, and it provides basically information um, about yourself and the people around you and in your life and, like, how y'all's relationships interact and everything. Um, and so I have that, and I love The Pattern. My favorite thing about The Pattern is... You can run your relationship with another person and it'll tell you all about your relationship. <laughs> so like, of course, you get on there and you like, you put your sister and you put your best friend and you learn all the stuff. So I was like, I'm going to put Joshua Chamberlain in there for myself. <laughs> oh and my we God, have been the this. best of friends. We're a perfect match. The, um, the pattern was basically like y'all's relationship is the best relationship we've ever measured on this app. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it was um, it was really funny. Uh, we have an extraordinary uh, relationship, me and this dead general from the 1800s. Um, so that's what I had to share. I shared a little bit about orbs, a little bit about history, and how I torture my my sister and make her watch Civil War movies whenever I visit. So when I come visit you, let's watch Gettysburg. Okay, let's do that. That's our Christmas movie. I'm just putting it Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. Perfect. Do you have any questions for me? Um, I don't have any questions. I don't know why I said it like that. I don't have any questions. I just want to, I I just want, I think you already explained it, but I'm just going to back up like how important yeah. this guy is to you and like how <laughs> special this story is that you told. <laughs> Joshua Chamberlain. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's so cute. I'm so glad that you found stuff on that. I think it's really cool, dude. I was like, I can't think of anything else besides winter and war. And like, and you think about the civil war in the winter and like Christmas changed because of the civil war, mm-hmm. because that was the time when everybody was like, we're going without because this money needs to go to the troops. And like Christmas completely changed. 
Mm -hmm. Um, This is funny, though, too. This is off topic. So earlier this week, I found out that there's a possibility that I could get pretty sick. And um, I was talking to Becky when I found out. And I kept saying, I'm just going to die if I get it. And I think that you thought I meant like I was going to die. But what I really was saying is I was saying, I'll just die the way Amy on Little Women would say it. Or the girls (laughs) on the movie The Valley or Valley Girl, they would be like, Mm -hmm. I'll just die. That's how I was saying it. I thought I would explain that to you. Like, it hit me. I was like, oh, you think I think I'm going to die. No, I'm just being bratty. (laughs) I'll just die if I get it. I I appreciate that. Thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the explanation. You're welcome. Yeah. So I would like to pass the torch. The torch. Yes. So I have a listener, or it's not a listener story. I have a uh, experiencer. Uh-huh. somebody that um, is allowing us to talk about their story on this show. So cool. that's what the show, that's what we do. That's what the show's Sometimes. about. <laughs> that's what we do. And we also talk about history. <laughs> and our general, our, our favorite general crushes. <laughs> I don't have a crush on him. <laughs> I'll show you a picture of him. <laughs> He's just a good general. Like, the yeah. sweeping door. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It was genius. But mm-hmm. also, what's his face? Jeff Daniels does a really good job portraying him. Like, sometimes before I go to bed, I play the scene on YouTube. And sometimes I cry when I watch it. I just... It's a yeah. pivotal moment in our history, everybody. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. So, this is a story about sleep paralysis. And um, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit, just in case... People don't know what it is. Sleep paralysis is this, um, I'm going to say phenomenon just because it happens to every, to to a lot of people, but it's this thing that happens to people and it's very common, but it's, um, where you're in the, the state of waking up between dreams and, uh, you can't move your body and you, um, you have this like fear um, it's very scary. There can be like shadow people around you. Um, the hat man is a common one. It's just a shadow person that looks like a silhouette of a human. Like little kids. Little kids. I had a little kids in yeah. my sleep paralysis experience. Ugh. Yeah. And, um, and the weird thing is, is that like, these are shared experiences. They're so common that we have this, this state. Yeah. And the, the things that we see in them are so common. Um, so to me, it's a phenom- phenomenon. I think that, that it is a really cool thing to to share. We're all connected. Um, so, and then it can be linked to like medical issues like narcolepsy. Um, and um, it is basically whenever you are, whenever you fall asleep, your brain releases this chemical into your body so that you don't reenact your dreams while you sleep. That's why you don't, that's why maybe some people sleepwalk. I'm not 100% sure if they don't get that chemical effect. Um, but then um, whenever you're waking up, that chemical stays in your body and you're just in this weird dream state. So anywho, um, this person, um, she said that she had very frequent episodes of sleep paralysis and she said that there were um she would see monsters whenever she had this 
Mm-hmm. And she would see them in front of her bed. Um, and she says the older she's gotten, she doesn't see monsters anymore, but she still has pretty frequent um, episodes of free sleep paralysis. Um, and she says that earlier this year she was having an episode and um, just like saw somebody there this time. And so it was really weird. She said it, it was like a human, but she knew that it wasn't a human. Um, he It appeared to be 18 to 20 years old. And he mm-hmm. was sitting next to her and uh, like right on her bed. And as soon as she saw him, she kind of went back into like an alert state. And she sat up in bed and she started talking to him. Oh, no. And I know, right? Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know if I mentioned this, something that stood out that was really weird is that he was dressed in like just this magenta suit, a very okay. bright, pink, beautiful suit. Okay. Um, is it like then, latex? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, probably. Okay. It, that would be the best. I'm thinking like Britney Spears, <laughs> toxic. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay. It was Britney Spears' toxic magenta. <laughs> okay. Like onesie. Plastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then she, he started talking to her, and he just kept on mentioning something about Jupiter. But she wasn't sure what he was talking about. Um, whenever she woke up after that, she can't really remember anything about it. So she did try to do some research about it, though. Um and she discovered that in her research, there's a planet called GJ504b, and the color of this planet is magenta. And there is, um, as far as correlations that go with this planet, is that um, it compares, in the scientific study, it compares Jupiter a lot to this magenta color planet. Oh, that's creepy, dude. Yeah, like that's the um, the kind of correlation in that. And the... Um, it's bigger than Jupiter, but they think, and I might not be, um, let me see if I have notes on this actually. No, I don't. Um, and so they, um, it, it's kind of like maybe what Jupiter was before, Mm -hmm. uh, whenever it was developing as a, as a planet, it may, I think it may have been magenta at some point. I think that's why there's all this comparison about it. Okay. Um, another thing is that, um, the uh, constellation Virgo is associated with planet Jupiter. And she says that um, she's a Virgo. So she thought oh that, that was kind That's of... That's it. That's what I needed to know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. I know, so cool. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, found so, out mine was Neptune. So, so like... I'm so hold up on that. Hold up on that. Hold up oh, on that. Because okay. I told you that. And I don't yeah. know if it's right. I just thought Come it was on. at the time. I just thought it was. I'm sorry. Oh, if somebody no. can just look up what the Pisces planet is associated with, please, and put it in the comments, we'd be very happy. Someone's going to put, like, doo-doo or something. <laughs> Probably. My light went out. I have no idea what I look like. Like, no clue. No clue, because my picture is so little, I can't tell. Yeah. But also, look at how much my bangs grew in two weeks. Okay, get back to your story. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. Um, So that is, that was her story. And uh, I gave, so in my, in this show as well, like sometimes we give a little bit of our own insight and 
um, advice if they want it. And she, she had mentioned that, you know, she was just wondering if, if this sounded something to somebody, if it made sense to somebody. And, um, and I just said, you know, Jupiter is a really uh, lucky planet. So working with the planet Jupiter, like if you are in a practice of some sort, you can, you can, um, use that in your, in your work. Um, Thursday's a good day to, to do work with Jupiter. Um, but it is, a, it just sounds like a pretty good omen, no matter what, however you look at it, as far as Jupiter goes. Um, so I didn't really give her advice. I just yeah. felt encouraging. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I did ask her too. She is, um, she's a psychic and she is sensitive and she says that, um, she is, you know, she has good connection with kind of that other realm. Um, because I did actually say, you know, to me, this kind of feels like it might be a, an extraterrestrial or like in the sense of a spiritual being or a guide. And she said that that kind of did resonate with her because of the way that she, her lifestyle or not lifestyle, the way that she is the psychic and yeah, she's in touch with that kind of stuff. So That's really cool. Yeah. And I tried to find if there was a sleep paralysis, um, you know, being that was in a magenta suit and like to talk about the plants. Um, I didn't find anything, unfortunately. Um, but it doesn't mean that it isn't still something that is a guide meant to talk to her. Can I tell you something that may upset you? Uh-huh. You know, I'm, my, I'm not recording. <laughs> oh, bummer. I know. We'll just have to extract. <laughs> yeah, we, we got this covered. We'll just extract the It'll audio from the video. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's not a big deal. I just... It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why. I just looked over and I was like, shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, right. Okay. So how long ago did this happen to this person, though? This happened in about March. And, they, and she said that after, happened, like, I don't know, dude, like, she said that since this happened, like, the sleep paralysis has occurred less. Oh, my God, so I something. forgot about the sleep paralysis part of it, too. That's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't, I don't know how you do it. Like, I know that, like, you have, you've experienced sleep paralysis. I never have. And, mm-hmm. like, y'all just seem so calm about it. And, like, to me, I think that's the most terrifying thing. But I have all the ghosty shit happen, and it probably scares people. But when mm-hmm. you're in it, it's just not as scary. I don't know what to say. It's like a movie. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Is that how it is for you? It's not that big of a deal? No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, like, shit. Okay, so it's scary. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. and even, so, like, I'm okay. I, I'm atta- detached from it right now, reading other mm-hmm. somebody else's story. Um, and I haven't had it in a long time. Um, but whenever you do have a bout of sleep paralysis, it's hard to want to go back to sleep like the next night. Um, yeah. And my I, don't think I, could, I couldn't go to sleep that night. Like, I think I would lay there with my heart just pounding. Yeah, it's really hard. Well, so it usually happens in my case in the morning, although I did have it one time, uh, during the night and it was with like, Everything was real in my room mm-hmm. because I had, before I went to bed, I had my door open 
And whenever this happened, something was standing in my door and it was still dark and nothing was there. Like that was really fucking frightening. Um, and it was just like a shadow person, like leaning in my doorway. Um, I know. Right. And so, yeah, it's not something that I've like ever. Sometimes I do whenever I do go to sleep. And if I think like about having sleep paralysis, Mm -hmm. um, I, I get really scared about going to sleep. There's a documentary about it that I watched a couple of years ago. That was amazing. Um, and, uh, it was, it was like a horror movie. Like that scared me more than anything was watching this documentary about people that go through this every night of their lives. Dude, fuck that shit. How do they even go to sleep? I don't know. But it also um, affects the people that they're with because then they start having sleep paralysis. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. And they have these terrible visions of the people that they're with doing harmful shit to them. You know, sometimes I'll never know if my ex had that or not. Cause there were a few times I woke up to him doing crazy shit to me. And I was like, what the fuck is going? Well, you do remember the one time that I woke up, he'd ripped the covers off me and was standing over me. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you? Like I screamed and I was like, what the fuck dude? And he didn't talk. He just stared at me and like, I'm, I'm like, was he that crazy or like, was it, I don't know. Like I yeah. have no idea. Another yeah. time he was in my, the closet digging through laundry naked and I opened the closet door and I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, laundry. And then he just went and got back in bed <laughs> and went to sleep. And then, but <laughs> I love that you're telling this story. fucking love it so like but I never knew if it was like sleep paralysis or if it was sleepwalking or he's just really crazy like you know what I mean the very blurry lines it's very hard to tell what was happening um but that was scared but I was scared to go to sleep sometimes because I didn't Mm -hmm. know if he was gonna do crazy shit or not because that's just two examples but he did crazy shit at night yeah that's weird Maybe that's what it was. Interesting. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I also have something in here that uh, just about some cultural um, aspects, what they believed was happening during um, a sleep paralysis event. So, and so this has also happened across time, (laughs) Uh, uh, time and space. um, I guess not space, but whatever. With everybody, with humanity from uh-huh. from a very long time ago. But they said Canadian Eskimos, I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm actually quoting this from a uh, National Library of Medicine. So okay. I'm just going to say it like it says. Um, for example, Canadian Eskimos attribute sleep paralysis to spells of shamans who hinder the ability to move and provoke hallucinations of shapeless presences. Um, in Japanese uh, tradition... It's due to a vengeful, a vengeful spirit, sorry, who mm-hmm. suffocates his enemies while sleeping. Um, in Nigerian culture, um, a female attacks during dreams and provokes um, 
paralysis. And then there's also, you know, themes that we see too. So I talked about shadow people and and the hat man. There's also um, the hag, which is an old woman who creeps up on your bed and gets on your chest. There's also a cat that people see. So these are all shared experiences. Yes. I was going to say something. I didn't know if it was that. Does the cat try to kill you? I don't know. I think... I think or that, just lays um, on your chest, I think. I think it might lay on your chest and be scary. I've heard of some um, experiences where they did feel physically hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, too. And then for the hag, a good example of that is on Drag Me to Hell. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there's a scene where she is, like, laying on top of her, and she throws, she throws up on her face. It's really good. Um, but that would be, like, a great picture of it. Of what a hag was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was um, really good follow-up information. You're, like, really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt Yeah, no, this is like today. my... This is, like, my thing. I'm, I'm really into dreams right now. And I'm trying okay. to... Okay, so I wanted to bring this up. There is an oh, episode... Okay. There is an episode where I'm like, dreams are... You know, I was like... They don't mean anything. They're oh, just yeah. Because I think for a while I was into dreams and you weren't. Yeah. So I didn't do any research. I was like, this is what I think a dream means. <laughs> There's mm. nothing to back it up. Yeah. You were so nice to me about it, dude. Oh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anybody's right. Like, we just there was- make things up, right? That's true. There was something that I was going to say, too, about the orbs, because one thing that I did read, too, with orbs, going back to my story, because <laughs> we're jumping back, that, like, um, where orbs are seen, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're seen around spiritual people, and they're mm-hmm. usually seen in their aura. And so oh. I knew that, yeah, I know I wanted to share that with you so that you, you cool. knew. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you. Thanks, dude. Because you're spiritual, Yeah. Um, anyways, that was what I wanted to add. Yeah. Um, there's some good things about sleep paralysis, if you can believe it or not. Mm -mm. So if you are able to get into this state, um, it is a good jumping off point to begin lucid dreaming or even astral project or astral travel. Um, and so it's, um, you, so... In order to do, I, in order to do these things, um, just from what I've read, I've never done this before. But um, whenever you start to have this uh, sensation of you can't move and there's something there, like the best thing that you can do is to relax your body and just go in it. The yeah. hardest thing to do is to to not be afraid at this point. But that is like the the um, the part that you just need to get past. Yeah. Like after you get past the scaries, you can just, you can do some really cool things. And I, and there's a lot of excellent, amazing benefits from being able to do lucid dreaming. So for example, you can do, um, a lot of good, uh, internal work whenever you dream. So the way that I interpret dreams and the way that I'm learning about them is that it is your subconscious, like talking to you. So it's yourself that's talking to you and you can get information from yourself that you didn't know that you had 
um, through dreams because your subconscious has it. Um, so whenever you're in your dream and you're interacting, that's always you interacting with yourself. Oh my God. Um, I know this is amazing, right? Well, so, okay. I'm trying to interpret mm-hmm. my, one of my dreams that I had, but I'll do that yeah. another time. Yeah. Um, so like if you're able to, to look around and see that you're dreaming, you can just call out. And if you're having trouble, like with your path or with your relationships or with your jobs or whatever you're, you know, you can just ask yourself, like, you know, what do I need to do to, to get this job? You know, what am, what am I going to be happiest doing? Hmm. Um, and you can also confront a lot of your trauma. So with, um, nightmares, um, that is your, yourself trying to get in touch with you saying that you need, you need, um, to confront something about yourself. So if you have dreams about, you know, being chased is a very common one. Like, what are you running away from basically? Yeah. And, um, those dreams can also help you to, to lucid dream after that. So that's really fucking wacky whenever you have a nightmare. Shit is not, you know, it's not real. It's so fucking scary. It's not real. And if you can just remember that, that like this fear is not real, then that is the time where you can stop and you can be like, oh my God, this is a dream. Obviously this can't really happen. And then, dude, I don't know. I don't know. In the words of Dumbledore, just because it's happening, like, in your head doesn't mean that it's not real. Like, no, I don't know, I'm, dude. So, so okay. So, here's something that I have done for myself okay. that helps me to, to get over, um, to get over hard, hard times in my life. And uh-huh. so, like, I will have anxiety and I'll cycle through things in my head and I won't get rest. And and it's not a great experience. And I would get, like, these visuals whenever I fell asleep. And it would, or not even whenever I fell asleep, but just whenever I closed my eyes, like I was going to sleep. Um, just um, scary images. And, um, like, of murder or of monsters or, or really? anything that terrifies <laughs> Same thing with me. This was before I fell asleep, though, so I was completely aware of what was going on in my head. It was just my imagination running. I began to tell those things that I loved them, and they changed. Like, they morphed into something that was kind, and I kept on doing that. And those Im- those images um, don't show up in my head anymore. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just confront these things, I know it feels real. But have you ever died from a nightmare? No. Like, you, what you do is you're so afraid that you wake yourself up. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever you don't wake yourself up, whenever you say, this is so scary, it's not real, whenever you don't wake yourself up and then you're able to talk to the thing that is chasing you, you take the power back. I've done that in my dreams. And I didn't know, I wasn't lucid necessarily, but I just remember knowing that, like, I was afraid of something at this moment. And... um 
and I told myself, oh, I just need to tell it to, to leave me alone. And it did. It stopped. And I, I wish that I would have said, I love you instead, or what are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's what I'm always trying to get back into, is to get back into lucid, a lucid dream so I can actually, like, talk to myself. That's pretty cool, dude. I know. So, like, you can do that. You can do a lot of really good inner work and help yourself. Um, and then you can uh, you can have sex with yourself. Like, what? Get yeah. out of here, sister. That's what a lot of people do. Get the fuck out of my podcast. I don't want to hear that. What a lot of people do whenever they start having lucid dreams, they start having sex. Is it kind and of it's like, amazing. is it, wait a minute, is it like, um, did you ever watch that show, Black Mirror? You watched Black Mirror. You know where they they turn into characters, they do the video games, they do like mm-hmm. VR, and then they have sex together? Is it like that? Hey, oh, no, thanks for dude. the rose. Oh my god. It's like date night. Um, <laughs> um, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Yeah. Is that what it's like? Or is it I like don't, having sex with yourself? Oh, okay. You don't know. Never mind. You know what? I don't you know. know. What? I don't even want you to answer it. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I don't Okay, know. keep going. So people have sex with themselves. What else? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, you know, you can just have fun and, and, um, you know, you can, there's, there's things that people can, that, that you can do in a dream and you can just watch it and, and observe, you know, what is happening as if it's a movie or you can interact with it and talk to the people around you. You can work stuff out, um, that you're having trouble figuring out on in your waking life. Um, there's, you know, artists out there artists out there like lucid dreaming has attributed to a lot of art and working things out and just having you know that that three-dimensional world so to speak in your head that you have access to like they're very important (laughs) but yeah just have fun with it and i mean um, you've got a new fan of dreaming over here like i'm gonna try a little harder Cause like, I know that I've talked about having like, I do the astral projection stuff, but it's usually just me like flying over stuff and being like, no, like the whole time, like just cause I'm terrified of heights and it's like, oh, yeah. me like flying over an ocean. And then I realize I'm over the ocean and I start to fall and I'm screaming and then like, I wake up, but yeah, I that's feel your it. Mind's, like I, that's, yeah. Do you like your mind telling you that this something? Food? It was when we were tiny. We were living in the house that had the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, Mom, my stomach tickles and I fly all night. I fucking oh. told her that. And she was like, it's because you have a water bed. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that's not wow. what it was. I fucking remember that. That may be my first memory besides me sticking the penny in the um, power outlet. That's my I other first memory. I remember that too. <laughs> you remember me putting the penny in the outlet? That may be my first memory as well. Do you know what, mom, what did mom say to me when I did it? I don't know. Oh, she said it hurt, didn't it? <laughs> she said to me when I did it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, man. You jump, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, you idiot, baby. <laughs> no, where money go. 
Yeah. Well, I'm a new fan of dreaming, and I'm going to try. I'm going to start reporting on my dreams for real. I'm going to write stuff down, and I'm going to try to, like, intervene in my dreams. Yeah. Because I don't do that. I usually get really emotional and worked up in my dreams. I was having a dream where I kept losing ruckus all the time. I don't know if you remember that. There was always a natural disaster, like a tornado, and then my dog I couldn't find. And then I felt like an awful parent, like, after that. And I kept losing him in other dimensions. Like, it was really weird. Yeah. I wish I would have asked some questions, you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck does I, that mean? There's, you know, there's not, unless you do this research yourself, you're not going to know to do anything in a lucid dream, right? Like, um, I've just taken a deep dive into this because yeah. it's something that's been really cool I have a lot of dreams about Taylor Swift lately and I told Mm -hmm. Lindsay that like so I'm writing a book and I've been writing a book for a while and Mm -hmm. it takes a while and I get like up and down on it and stuff and then I um you know because I don't believe in myself and then I had this dream that Taylor Swift like read my book and like I told Lindsay I was like she might read my book like I was (laughs) Like, that's enough motivation for me to pick it up and do it again. Yeah. She could Mm -hmm. read it, dude. She might. (laughs) Anybody famous could watch our podcast, too. Harry Styles could do it. Anybody could come across it. Yeah, anyone. Anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing what the internet does. (laughs) It's never-ending, like, source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to see if there was anything else for me to talk about with the orbs, but I don't think that there are. Oh, there was just one thing I was going to add about that because you gave some follow-up about what to do in your dream and not to Mm -hmm. be scared and talking Mm -hmm. yourself through it, not being real, asking questions, those types of things. The only, the thing that I would say about coming across a haunted area, like if you ever visited Gettysburg and you saw orbs or you heard screaming or whatever is to just to not be scared. Just like you say, don't be scared. I say the same thing. Like the the orbs are their energy. It's or it's um, souls of people who are stuck there and they're kind of lost, and um, they they want to leave or they just want to talk or visit or whatever it is. Like there's nothing evil about orbs unless they're the color black or brown. <laughs> <laughs> So just be careful with that. Like, usually that means it's evil, but other than that, it's not. And it's nothing to be scared of. Um, And all the reports that I saw from, um, because I looked up uh, a couple other battlefields too, but I settled on on Little Round Top because of my admiration for Chamberlain, right? Mm -hmm. But he, um, there was nothing ever evil or bad about the spirits. It's usually just a journal kind of playing around with people tugging on their clothes, showing up, screaming, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the screaming, I would say, if you came across screaming like that, it was probably be... What's the haunting that's repetitive and it's the energy? Residual? That, huh? A residual haunting? Residual haunting, yeah. It's probably like somebody dying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a recording over and over again. A good example of that is, what is it, room 1431? Where the woman keeps opening the window and falling out of it. It's a residual haunting. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's all we have. Well, we didn't record anything, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about running out of time on our fucking garage van. But either way, 
Yeah. Really, we've come to the end. Yes. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, our first live um, podcast on TikTok. We alternate. Uh, we had done Instagram a few times, so we'll announce where we're going to do it next time. But we, um, I think we're going to do a Christmas special. Um, and so we'll do the Christmas special on Christmas Eve. We'll be retelling some strange and paranormal stories and experiences there. You, you know, tune in for more. Um, and also we have a YouTube channel you can check out. We have our, our show is posted there. Um, we have our TikTok, we have our Instagram. If you would like to share your story with us for us to share with everybody else, you can send them to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And we would be honored to read your stories. Yeah. Um, subscribe, subscribe, rate and review us. And if you give us a review, please give us a nice review. Mm -hmm. Um, take a snapshot of that and send it to our email address and we will, um, send you some stickers. Um, so we're, yeah, thanks y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm a little surprised. But, um, <laughs> I'm flustered actually. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to get some new stickers, um, with our logo on it. Um, and so whenever we get those, we'll, we'll send those out. And, um, yeah, uh, we check us out on Instagram. If y'all don't